You're listening to the Time to Thrive podcast, bringing you proven practical tips and strategies from a leading marketing expert. Are you ready to move your business out of survival mode? It's time to thrive. And now, here's your host, Bethany Meadows. everyone. Welcome to Time to Thrive. I'm so excited today to welcome a guest, uh, Ryan Morgan. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Uh, thanks for being here. Uh, I know you're, you're here to talk about one of those subjects that just makes my eyeballs roll back in my head. Uh, SEO. SEO, that's right. Uh, this is definitely one of those topics, I think, for small business owners that is uh, you know, something that sounds very technical and most small business owners don't really want to touch this, but on some level, they know that it's important. They know that this thing called SEO, which stands for search engine optimization, can be a way that can drive more people to their website. It can create more awareness about their business. It can potentially lead to more lead generation and sales, depending on the kind of business that you're in. So it is important. And um, yeah, I'd love to take some time today and kind of help demystify some of the the things uh, I think that small business owners fear about SEO and talk about some really simple ways that small business owners can approach it in a way without having a whole, a whole lot of learning or training or expertise. Well, I love that word demystify. Um, you know, one of the things about SEO is that it's changed so much. Um, you know, it, the Google uh, analytics, as it were, you know, it used to be that, you know, this was so important and then now it's not important, but this is important. Um, so it for, for most small business owners, it's just been really difficult to keep up with, you know, what staying relevant in the SEO, what, if you found that? Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's one of the hardest things is Google has this, this thing called the algorithm and it sounds really ominous, but the algorithm is basically how they rank websites and web pages to show to people that are searching. And you're absolutely right. It changes every single day. And if small business owners knew a couple things about SEO two or three years ago, it's very likely that those things have changed. So it, SEO is one of those things that takes a little bit of effort to stay up to date on. And hopefully I can kind of share what are some of the, you know, what are some of the important things today um, to kind of bring small business owners up to speed on the state of search engine optimization and how Google determines where they're showing things. Why, why should small business owners care about search engine optimization? Why is that important? Maybe we yes. should start with that. It's a great question. Um, you know, I, and like I said, I think many small business owners have heard of this term SEO or search engine optimization kind of falls under the umbrella of you know, your website or digital marketing. And it's, it can be a really important part of your marketing toolkit because number one, um, your website is oftentimes the first way that individuals are going to find out about your business. And if people can't find your website, then they're not going to find you. So SEO gives you this opportunity to reach brand new audiences who are looking for the exact products or services that you're offering. And 
Uh, SEO is free in the sense that you don't have to pay for advertising. You don't have to pay to send out postcards or direct mail. Um, all it takes is time. All it takes is time that you invest into your website. And certainly time has a cost. Um, but SEO can drive that awareness. It can drive traffic to your site and it can really help you connect with people that are looking for exactly what you're offering. Right. So, I mean, everybody today, I mean, even if they're in a uh, retail store, a local store, people still get on their phones, right? They're still checking, oh, what if I buy this online? What does, the, you know, what would that look like? Absolutely. I mean, think about think about the last time that you were looking for something and your example is great. You know, you're you're local and you're looking for a store or a restaurant. This is what we all do. We all go on our phones and we look for. So I'm in Cleveland, so I might look for a restaurant in Cleveland or I might get more specific and look for a Mexican restaurant in Cleveland. And what I'm going to see is the businesses that are optimized for search. Those are the first things that I'm going to see. And that's how those businesses stay really competitive. That's how they create awareness for new customers like myself. And the challenge when you're, you either don't have a website or your website isn't optimized is that you're not showing up even as an option. People aren't finding out about you. So, um, you know, there's a lot of studies out there that show that that is the very first way that people find out about you. They're looking for something specific. They go on a search engine like Google or they go on their mobile device and they find you in search. That's their introduction to you. Okay. So what are some, what are some easy things, practical things? We're oh, at time to thrive. We're all about the practical, yep. you know, action steps type things. So what are some easy things that a business owner could do to make sure that their website is optimized? Yeah, it's a great question. And we want to keep it really actionable today. So I often talk about SEO as being kind of a three legged stool. There's three kind of important facets of SEO. The first one is on page SEO. This is think about the actual content that's on your site. The second leg of that stool is technical SEO. Now, I don't want technical to scare people off, but this is <laughs> We're going to, like I said, we're going to demystify it and give you some really easy opportunities to uh, to look into this. But technical is really, is your website showing up in search engines? It's just making sure that search engines are able to go out there and find your site. And then the third leg of that stool is what I would call off-page SEO, which are other sites and other pages sending signals to Google that, hey, this site is actually reputable. And oftentimes this is sites that link back to your site or, you know, it could be publications online on which you have, you know, a publication that links back to your site, directories, lots of different opportunities. So we can kind of break these down a little bit. And I want to give some really important and actionable steps that small business owners can take. So the first, let's talk about on-page SEO. The most important thing that I want to share is if you're able to say, look at any page on your site and identify what's the point of this page? What is the topic or the theme or the keyword? Um, it's important that you're able to identify that because let's reverse engineer the situation that we were talking about. Um, if I'm looking for a Mexican restaurant in Cleveland, but those words are nowhere on the page and the page isn't really about that, then I'm not going to perform well and search for that. 
So it's really important to make sure you know what your page is about and write content and copy for that. There's some really great questions that you can ask yourself about that content on your page as kind of a, a great self-check. First of all, um, does your content do a good job of answering the questions that people are looking for? So again, let's use that example. If I'm looking for a Mexican restaurant in Cleveland, what are the things that I want to know? I might want to know what kind of food they have. I might want to know what their hours are. I might want to know where they're located. So that's all great pieces of content that I can include. And we're using kind of a, a restaurant-based example here, but it really, it could be e-commerce or a services-based uh, business. Really thinking about and getting in the head of your audience, what are the questions that they have when they're searching for this? What do they expect to see? And if your content can do a really great job of providing that information, you're already going to be a step ahead. Um, one of my favorite tools, this is a, this is a really actionable to do is if you search for a keyword or a key phrase that you think that page should be ranking for, um, or you'd like to show up for, there's a great section in Google called People Also Ask. If, if you've seen this or if any of your audience has seen this, let's say you search for marketing services. If you go into Google and type that in, it'll give you People Also Ask, and it'll have the questions that people commonly ask related to that topic for almost any keyword or key phrase that you put in. These are great questions that you can literally answer in the content of your page and you know that they're important to the user because Google is telling you these are the questions that people want to know about. That's fantastic. So that, is that a is that a website like peoplealsoask.com? It's literally so if you go into Google and and you type in marketing services and you could do this right now while we're on this interview and type in any keyword or key phrase, um, you're going to see a section in the search results that says people also ask, and it'll have a couple of questions that you can open up and see search results. Um, hopefully you're doing it now. I'd love to see this thing live happening. Um, and let's hope that people also ask. All right, so I'm in Google up. and I put in marketing services. So you're if you scroll into the results a little bit, um, hopefully that query triggers. Yes, I see, people also ask. So what are some of the questions that you get there? Um, what are some marketing services? What are the seven types of marketing? What is full service marketing? What are the services offered by online marketing? What are some digital services? So you just listed probably five questions that people are asking that you could use as questions that you can answer on your page. Uh, you know users are looking for this information, and you can take that and answer those questions in the content on your site. And I, I love it. It's so actionable, yeah. so practical, and easy for anyone to do. Super easy, super free. It's, yeah, it's it's an awesome way to just get that kind of kickstart into what should the content on my page be saying. Um, so when we think about that that page, I want to, you know, one of the things when we talk about demystifying years and years ago, it was uh, it was a great strategy to jam as many keywords into your site and right. page as possible. If your page was about marketing services, you wanted to make sure it was everywhere you possibly could have it. I want to make sure it's listed 30 times. That is not the case anymore. Uh, Google looks at these pages in a much more intelligent way. 
you want to make sure that your content is readable, that it doesn't sound like it's written by a robot. You want to make sure that it does a good job of providing information and answering the questions. And yes, if you can use the keyword naturally or some keywords naturally, great. But you no longer need to jam as many keywords as possible in there. Google will find and rank your content if it's good content. So, okay, so you bring up the word content. Content is king when it comes to SEO, or at least that's my impression, right? Absolutely. Uh, and in our marketing agency, you know, we often recommend if we're building a, a website, for example, we, we often recommend a blog be added because that mm -hmm. gives us an opportunity to refresh, provide new content, to include lots of different topics with lots of different words and, you know, related to that particular website. What what are some other content kind of ideas that that really have an impact on SEO? Yeah, so you nailed it. I love the idea of a blog because it gives you this opportunity uh, to share either topical or evergreen content with your audience about things that they care about. And you know, we just talked about a great example for ideas for blog topics with people also ask. And you can literally write a blog topic for every one of those five questions that you just went through. Yeah, fantastic um, idea. So I love that. Um, what, you know, there's so many simple ways to get ideas for blog topics. One of my favorite is literally to have clients write down the 20 top questions that they or their customer service or their sales team get from prospective clients and answer those, right? Because those are the most common questions. If people are asking those questions in person, they're certainly going to be searching for those questions online. Um, and there's a great free tool that I absolutely love. I swear by it. I've been using it for years called Answer the Public. It's answerthepublic.com. I'm not affiliated with them, just love the tool, it's free. You can, again, type in a keyword or key phrase and it will give you the most common questions that people ask about that. Great resource for new blog topic ideas. So yeah, a combination of your, your page content that you have and kind of new recurring blog content is gonna be great for driving more and more traffic to your site. So one of the things we do as an agency, we're a full service agency, but I I try and stay out of the SEO world just because my brain doesn't think on that side. I'm more on the branding and and you know the creative side of marketing. And so I do have a, a partner agency that I will use, you know, send people to for SEO and, and some of the more technical um, aspects of marketing. And sometimes we get a clash, like we'll write copy for the, the website and their SEO people don't like it. So like, how can we balance that creativeness with making sure that it still works in the search engine optimization? Yeah, you're absolutely right that, that sometimes uh, the idea of really creative copy and the idea of copy that is optimized for search engines doesn't always perfectly overlap. And I think the best way to approach that is to go in having a plan. So before you start putting pen to paper for any page on a site, uh, I would encourage anyone that's working on that content, small business owners, marketers, to think about the intent of the page. And I talked about keywords let me write down two or three keywords that you think this page should rank for. So again, if 
if it's a marketing services agency, for example, you know, having that marketing services keyword in mind, or if it's a, if it's a personal fitness uh, organization, you know, having personal fitness in mind. And there are a lot of great tools that you can use to do some research on what are some other keywords that people might search for related to this topic. Um, again, one of my, one of my favorite ones, and this is another free tool, not affiliated with them, but I love this for keyword research is a tool called lsigraph.com. And what this does is allows you to put in a keyword and it will give you numerous, oftentimes dozens of additional keywords that you may want to write about. And a great example of this is, let's say we had this, this keyword of peanut butter. We don't always know what people are looking for, but when you type it into this tool, it'll give you ideas about what people may be looking for when they're searching for that. For example, people may be looking for peanut butter and jelly recipes. Uh, they might be searching for peanut butter allergies. So it gives you an idea of what people are looking for to get that intent and that keyword. And once you have a sense of what people are looking for, maybe use some of those questions that we talked about, you can give that to your writer, who I found when you have a good writer, they can take some of those things into account and say, okay, I need to kind of be answering these questions and writing about these keywords, but then they can write creatively. Um, and I encourage everyone that's writing for the web to write in a normal, natural, conversational tone and not that robotic kind of SEO, let's get as many keywords in as possible. Right. I, I really love your approach because it really starts with being intentional, like understanding the intent, your objectives. Uh, we, we teach that um, throughout uh, Time to Thrive in, in terms of like thinking about your audience and your, you know, just being intentional about things. So I love your approach that way. And then also looking at really simple, practical, actionable steps that you can take. Um, and, you know, taking the time. Sometimes as business owners, we spend uh, too much time working in our business and not enough time working on our business. And so, you know, having a good SEO strategy really requires us to take a step back, think about intention, and then create a plan, you know, some action steps that we can take, um, you know, to move that forward. Are there some other tools? You've mentioned quite a few already. Is there some other tools that you can use for, you know, as a business owner, what can I do um, in terms of tools? to uh, help boost my site. Yeah, so I mentioned these other two kind of legs of the three-legged stool. Off-page SEO is really this idea that the more kind of quality links you have coming to your site, the more reputable Google will think your site is. That's a great thing. I highly recommend for any business owner that hasn't done this yet to set up your business in Google My Business. All you have to do is go to Google, search for Google My Business. It's a free, uh, it's a free directory. You're able to list your business. You can add photos, times. Uh, you can add your website in there. And when people, again, we talked about this idea of people kind of searching on a mobile device. Google My Business is oftentimes what drives those search results. So whether you're a local business or you're a, a national or even international business, um, having a Google My Business page is one of the best things you can do for off-page SEO. Again, it's free. 
And I'm guessing that most small business owners can set it up start to finish in probably 15 to 30 minutes. So it's a great investment of time. And then I also mentioned technical SEO, and I don't want to go down a really technical path. But I do want to share that today with Google, um, how they look at websites, there are things that are important that were not important a couple of years ago, like, is it mobile friendly? Is it fast to load? Is the user experience good? Is it secure? Um, so all those things are important. And there's a couple tools I would recommend. Again, you could probably use all of these tools in 15 to 30 minutes just to get a gut check on how your site is doing. Um, my first one would be the Google mobile friendly test. You can literally go to Google and search for Google mobile friendly test, type in your URL, and it will tell you if your site is mobile friendly or not. And if it's not, it gives business owners this, this kind of action item list of what do I have to do to make it mobile friendly? And that is an important ranking factor for Google today. Yeah, that's a great point because, you know, the statistics that I've seen show that, uh, 75% of your web traffic is, is on a mobile device. Yeah. And I mean, can, you can think of the last time that you've been on your mobile device, which we're obviously on a lot these days, and you've gone to a website and it wasn't mobile friendly. How frustrating that experience is. And what most people do is they leave. And not only is that having a, prospective individual leave your website and not interact with your business, but it also sends a signal to Google that, hey, we sent someone there and then they just left. Maybe this experience isn't that great. So we're not going to promote this website in the in the rankings, right? So it actually has kind of this double negative effect. Is Google Analytics something that um, you would recommend for business owners to set up and, and track? Absolutely. Google Analytics is one of my favorite tools. Again, it's a free tool offered by Google. And, you know, Google Analytics, you can use at a very simple level to understand how much traffic is coming to your site, where they're coming from, and what pages they're going to. So there's a lot of really simple features that you can use. Uh, but I've spent, you know, the last six years in agencies using it in really complex ways, too. So for business owners that want to get a little bit deeper or a little bit more technical, it has great feature sets for that as well. Well, right. Tell us a little bit more about um, what you offer uh, to to business owners. What what kind of uh, ways can business owners connect with you? Yeah. So um, I have my own uh, digital consultancy called Swell, and um, I, I do everything from uh, SEO, as obviously, as we talked about today, to digital strategy. Uh, but I'm really excited about, um, you know, as we're talking about SEO, I've encountered so many small business owners and entrepreneurs that are interested in SEO and really do want to kind of learn the ins and outs of it so that either they can, you know, do some of this on their own or they can have their internal team do it. And I started a program, a training program called the SEO cohort. Um, it's live instructor led training led by me. Um, and it's perfect for entrepreneurs, small business owners, marketers who really want to learn SEO. There's two really flexible options. There's a five week option. And then there's a three day accelerated option to really learn this stuff quick. 
And um, the, the model of this cohort is that not only do you get a mentor in, in me, um, but you have the support of up to 20 students in your cohort. And you build this great network of individuals that you learn with, but also have this, you know, obviously you can attest to the value of a great supportive community and business network. So if anyone's interested in that, um, we have cohorts that are opening up in January. I'm incredibly excited about it. I did want to share just a special offer for your audience. If anyone is interested in joining um, on the site, they can use the code time to thrive. So especially for your audience, they can get $200 off the cohort. It's literally half off. And um, like I said, we have cohorts that are starting in January, and I'd love to have uh, any of your audience join. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Yeah. Well, Ryan, I really appreciate you coming today and demystifying SEO for us and the audience. Uh, It's definitely something that uh, I have not wanted to dive into and I feel a little bit more comfortable now with with everything that you've shared with us today so I appreciate it and thank you for coming of course thank you Bethany if you enjoyed this episode of the time to thrive podcast check out our other resources for business owners and entrepreneurs at time to thrive membership.com running a business is more challenging than ever before time to thrive is where you can get marketing training group coaching, and community support. Visit timetothrivemembership.com to learn more.